Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Hey, so we're with uh, a guy that I would I love and respect, honestly, would say, because he's probably got the most beautiful voice I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. Darren, he does. Darren from We Are Messengers yes. is with us today here on the podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of what we do, Darren. Very glad to be here. We are excited. And so, honestly, a lot of what we'd love to do is uh, is kind of share, have you share a little bit of your of your testimony really quick, if you could, and yeah. just your, your heart as, as a dad on the road, pursuing your dream and what that looks like. Yeah. I... I uh I came to God when I was 28 years old. I was my childhood sweetheart that fell in love with Jesus 10 years after we started dating. I was a, a broken man. Uh, I was a, a wretched man in many ways. And I thought I had no need for God. I didn't believe he was real or existed. I was an atheist, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I just saw the joy and the transformation in my girlfriend. And so three weeks before we got married, she led me to faith in Christ and a year wow. after that I uh, I told her everything I'd ever done and she threw her arms around me forgave me told me she loved me that's fantastic and uh, that's when I came to to realize that everything that I'd heard about the love of God was true so I fell in love with God a year after I got saved well that's what so I was cool. impressed with listening to you in your concert today at Rock the Desert that that's one of the themes that comes through in so much of your music particularly when you're talking during your songs it's just this authentic transparency of like I'm, I don't have it together. I'm a broken man, but because of Christ. And I love the fact that your girlfriend, wife now, even hearing at, after hearing all of that, she just embraced you and loved you. And I, I, that is yeah. so huge. And I think so often for dads and for guys in particular, we're terrified of the closet stuff coming out because we're terrified yeah. it's going to ruin relationships. And so that's yeah. fantastic that that happened. Yeah, well, the stuff that you keep in the closet is poisonous, you know? And yeah. so... You know, we don't like to admit it as dads, but we all struggle with lust and pornography and jealousy and greed and malice and all those things. And you got to remember the same, the same eyes that you look at your children with are the same eyes you let yourself see filth with. Ooh, that's good. And that's great. So it's a bit rich for us to come out of, um, on one hand, to let our eyes see filthy things. Right. And then on another hand, to look at those kids with our eyes and their eyes and tell them who they are. Mm. It's very hard to feel empowered to do that. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying you need to be perfect to do that. If we were waiting to be perfect, we would never say anything positive to our <laughs> kids. Um, but I think there's a lot of freedom in telling the truth and uh, being honest with your wife and with your kids. And it's hard and it's ugly and you try to hold on as long as you can, but everything that's brought out into the light is made well. Yeah. You know? And, and if, if that's... If that's something you set up early in that relationship, it makes it, I would assume, easier the deeper you go. Or do you find it still a struggle to this day to have that transparency moving well, forward? I, I tell young couples, I say, set this stuff up early. You know, get uh, go to counseling early. Yeah. Figure out what it is that you need to bring forward. Uh, it's different for us because we were together so long before we knew Jesus. Right. And so there's yeah. so much baggage in our relationship so much suspicion so much uh unknowns kind of unknowns doubts. unknowns that you don't want to talk about <laughs> you know keep them off the table because it's they're they're just too painful sometimes yeah too painful to go back to 
but we started doing that you know we've we're in our third week of counseling and you know for my wife to be able to turn around and say things to me that hurt her 20 years ago right it's painful i don't wow. want to hear it but if it's brought out she can be made well and and likewise i got the we get to say things to each other in that setting that we can't say to each other on our own right yeah. Right. Because we're too scared of what the reaction will be. Right. And, so. it, and it's it's there's a benefit in those counseling situations to have that third point that can bring the tension that is almost impossible sometimes to, to initiate when it's just two points on the table, the husband and yeah. the wife. You need that third point to make that happen sometimes. And that's why I think counseling yeah. is yeah. so important, you know? Yeah, I was I didn't want to do it. I still don't want to do it. <laughs> um, it's a very un Irish thing to do. <laughs> but love it. If we don't fix it now, the problem is that when our kids grow up, we won't have anything in common. Right. So, so what would you say to the guy who's listening to this and is like, he's struggling with something, pornography or even drinking or, heck, even if he's if he's golfing too much and he knows, like, what what would you say to him? What would you encourage him in sure. right now? I'd say don't be like me. Uh, I would say learn to lose your life so that your wife might find it. I have a wife that I'm aware has lost her life so that I would find mine right. consistently every day. You know, I go out in the road hundreds of days a year, she yeah. stays at home, takes care of family. She's losing her life so that I get to follow my passions and dreams. Mm. So at the moment I'm trying to kill Darren. Darren doesn't want to die, he's a hard son of a gun to take out, <laughs> but he needs to die if she's going to He seems like live. a nice guy though. He, uh, he seems like a nice guy, but he's a, he's a, he's a jealous, he's a jealous, hungry Son of a gun, you know. So, so what do you? Do? What are some steps you're taking to try and kill Darren? Oh, that sounds terrible. Stu- that sounds stu- terrible. It's stupid things like trying to get up early in the morning and not have my wife always be the first one out of bed. Yeah. Mm. No matter how tired I am, I don't do it well. I've been trying harder. Trying to listen to, just listen to her, because a lot of time when she's talking, I'm thinking of a solution. And most times she doesn't want a solution. She just wants me to listen. Right. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. me dying to myself. The Darren, the old Darren wants to fix everything. Yeah. But I think the Darren in Jesus has to demonstrate mercy and grace. And you can't do that unless you listen. Yeah. Um, practical things, you know, doing the shopping with her. Yeah. This sounds so benign and no, stupid. It, 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 but it's so huge, though, and so important. And I think that's why a lot of guys miss it. Because... We talk ourselves out of it thinking it's no big deal or really can't make that big of a difference. But you're tagging on exactly what is truth. It, it's the, it means the world to them. They're, they're so wired different than us, husbands and wives. Yeah. And when we actually engage in the things that they're wired for, it is like water on a desert. It just brings forth life in ways that we can yeah. never understand. And yeah. we're wired different, so we don't look for it. So They don't want going. the sun, the moon, and the stars, bro. No. They just... They want the simple things, and they want our time, and they want us to be present. The hardest thing for musicians is to be present, yeah. Because we're always somewhere else, right. lyrics and songs and plans and yeah. And they, so part of me dying to myself is another practical thing is we're we're trying to implement three hours a day where we don't have our phones, where we put them away while so you're home. While I'm while home, you're at home, yeah. M- morning, afternoon, and evening time, and those three hours are dedicated to just hanging out. You know, that's really cool. I like you said so, so kind of putting the phone away, but what, maybe even what are some things that you guys do during that time that yeah. some guys are like, well, I don't know what to do. My kid just plays on the phone. So, 
he what do I do? Like, what are some things you guys? Yeah, do? well, we're trying to do that too. Is that if we put them where the kids aren't allowed any technology at all. And so the plan mm-hmm. is that in the morning and afternoon we'll just play games and like that's cool. talk and read and and in in the evening we'll me and my wife will hang for a little bit. But right. one of the rules in that is that my wife can't ask me to do anything in that time. She can't oh. ask me to do lists or chores or fix things because okay. she realizes that I hate lists. <laughs> yeah, most men know do. We hate being told what to do. Yeah. Right. So she's learning that I'm more likely to do something if she doesn't have to pressure me to do it. Yeah. You know, so that that time is purely for us to be engaged and intimate with each other. How long you know? have you been doing that with her? Dude, I literally only started a few days ago. How's it going? Um, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. R- really hard. Same thing with praying together. Praying together is the hardest thing you'll ever do, especially when there are intimacy problems. You know, if you're if you think your other person is your enemy, right? Praying becomes yeah. suspicious, right? And you're like, are they praying about me? Right. I'm yeah. supposed right. to just yeah. So or are we, they using a prayer to inform me of something that they won't inform me otherwise? And yeah. So <laughs> is it is it a slight backhand kind of? Yeah. You know, it, it's hard. You're right. Yeah. It is hard. So we're learning just to pray the hard things over each other. Right. You know, just say it. You know, like my wife might pray that I pray that Darren won't be so like lazy. Yeah. And I have to learn to go that she's genuinely wanting something good for me, not bad. I was counseling a couple once, and the wife said it so beautifully, and I think it's so right on, that when her husband prays for her or with her or over her, it's the only time that she really hears what's on his heart. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard because sometimes when you're coming into a hard, hard situation, what's on your heart is hurt. And it's hard to hear that hurt, but we need to hear it. And we need to be able to figure out how to process through it in a way that brings healing yeah. and hope and not allow it to, to, to lay there and fester under the skin like a bot fly. That's yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. You know, uh, so I'm thinking of th- there's actually a lot of dads who travel that, that that I've talked to who who don't just do they don't just do music, but they're on business trips five, Sales. six days a week. Yeah. And so, I mean, what are some ways even on the road that you tangibly get get to connect with your kids? You can do what with the kids? Yeah. Stay in like, touch with them? Yeah. What do you do tangibly? To That's really hard. Is it? I'm terrible at it. It's one of my weakest points. My wife will tell you. I hate the phone. I don't <laughs> like FaceTime. <laughs> uh, I find it so awkward. So Your face re- always looks fatter on FaceTime. It's always like, <laughs> do it I hit my face. The <laughs> angle. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's the worst. <laughs> I, uh, I gave my oldest kid or my wife's old phone recently. So he has my FaceTime number and he yep. can call me when he wants. I'm just telling you the truth. We don't know. We don't know how to do it. We don't know how to manage being on the road and stay connected. Yeah. Because it's two different worlds. Yeah. And you're trying to pretend that both of you know what's going on with each other's lives. And you don't. So straight away, you have a lack of things in common. Right. And so when I'm telling my wife about the great things on the road, she's going, wow, that's great, but my life sucks. And then when she's complaining about home, I'm like, oh, babe, i got to go. I have something to do. Yeah. So... Most musicians will tell you it's about finding a balance. I will tell you there is no balance. That's the word. There is no. It I, doesn't exist. And, and I, but I wonder. I wonder how we can can try to fight fight through that. Have you found any way to try and help? Trying to work to fight through that. I did. I don't. I think the only solution is when I'm home to make sure our family's healthy. And if that's healthy, it'll carry on. Yeah. 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 But it's hard to have a healthy home when you have a husband who's gone 200 days a year. Mm-hmm. L- l- let me ask a question. Being gone 200 days out of 365, 
do you have a long stretch that you're at home or is it kind of like you're home for two days and then gone for five days home for five days gone for two days like yeah. like how do you manage that it's a lot of like home for three gone for four and then some longer stretch i try not say yes to anything over four days okay uh, cool. A couple of times a year I'll have to do that, but for the most part I say no to it. Right. This year we cut back from 230 dates to 140, and that was my way of going, well, I value my family more than yeah, right, yeah. the career. Right. And it, honestly, the career has grown. God's taken care of that as I honor my family. Right. A lot of the time you make decisions out of fear. You know, you say yes to shows you shouldn't, or you say yes to that job opportunity you shouldn't. Right, right. Um, and I think learning to say no in many ways to say yes to your family is, is the most honorable thing a dad and a husband can do. Right. Because when you say yes to a show, when you say yes to a promotion, when you say yes to the sales call, that means you're saying no to something. Yeah. And enough no's within that something, they'll get the hint. Yeah. And, and, it, 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 and you can create scars and you can create hurts there that can last yeah. for a long time. You're exactly right. Yeah. I, and I see them. I, I, you know what? I know I sound kind of blasé today. Um, no, I actually really appreciate the honesty because I feel like sometimes we it's so scripted sometimes in our heart. I'm going to say this if someone has this, and I love the honesty because I feel like right now what we need in our walk as a believer, whether it's here or anywhere, is just honest honest believers. Like, I'm not having a good day. I haven't had a good month or a good year. Yeah. And it's a struggle right now. Like, it, I feel like there are times in all of our lives where we have lead boots on walking up a hill that's saturated and it's with mud. Yeah, and it's hard. Yep. It yeah. is a brutal hard. And the the problem is, often we try to slap the smile on and pretend like everything's great, and it's just again ah. what you said. It's throwing it in the hiding, hide it in the closet, pretend like it doesn't happen. I'll get to it tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes, and then the real weight and ramifications of that ignoring it start to take root. Yeah, and 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 so I appreciate the honesty and the, and the struggle that you're having, man. No, nah, dude, it's it's been my joy. Um, Appreciate you both, both you boys. You know, and, and, and even, I mean, and so thankful for, for the insight. It makes me even think about, like, the fact that uh, we've talked to a lot of people who struggle with anxiety and, and, and like, depression. I think it's way more rampant than we've ever had it before. Right. Or at least it's, it's more now out, open, open. Now, I would just say anybody out there struggling with depression yeah. or anxiety, you need to talk to someone. You need to. We just have, we're in such a, a saturated society of of positive thinking or of of trying to, to tuck things in, especially as believers for so many years, like, no, 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 you just hide that. <laughs> and now it's just, you, you can't anymore. What, what would you say to someone like that? Uh, well, I've been writing songs about it. I played a song today that we've only played twice. It's gonna be a new single called Maybe yeah. It's Okay. The first song, right? Yeah, it's, and the idea is that um, for so long I try to keep the brave face on and I realize no one gets well when you pretend. Yeah. So just, there's a lot of healing and a lot of, mm. um, I think it's a very hopeful thing to be able to say, I'm not okay. And to trust that A, God holds you in that, but B, that people won't push you away. Yeah. We, right. You know, I think that's the fear. The fear is rejection. Right. The fear is that people will reject you because you admit it, you know? Like even, so I'm going to give you this platform. Church leaders, we have a lot of church leaders who listen to this, and I would love you to share that with them, because I think I've heard a lot of church, you know, hurt in the past from church leaders. What would you say to some church leaders who, who, who have that come up to them? Someone goes, oh, I'm depressed, or I have anxiety. <laughs> what would you say to them? Well, say, listen, uh, I know you're hurt, and admit you probably feel the same way too. <laughs> yeah. And then you can't leave them there, because if all you leave them, if someone comes to you and they say, I'm hungry, and you say, you pray for them, you say, go and be filled but you have the means to help them be well, 
yeah then that's that is not of god yeah no. so then you need to walk with them and if you can't walk with them you sure as heck better point them to someone who can walk with them because if yeah. you just leave them on their own uh, having heard them then it's just another person that doesn't care so even if you can't you don't have to fix everyone but no. you can certainly point them to people who can walk well and i think you know we're using some terms here and i think it's important to really understand it because the term that you've used is fix and the term that you've used is heal and i think often we think if healing means we're going to somehow become perfect at something or that it will be completely fixed yeah. and what it, it and i don't think healing means that i think healing means there's a new understanding there's a new normal and that normal is different than what was and in that normal there is actually health yeah. Yeah. does that make sense yeah and and so i think sometimes for guys again when i fix something i want it to be fixed yeah and and sometimes when we're dealing with relationships and we're dealing with internal emotional realities the fixing is I'm never going to be 100 percent, but you know what? Maybe 75 percent becomes my new norm, and you know, and that intimacy with my wife may not return to the 100 percent that it was, but it's going to become 75 percent, which is a lot better than 30 percent of what it was. Yeah. And and so that healing is that progression yeah, yeah, yeah. towards health. Yeah. Is that is that sure, kind yeah. of what sometimes you're the healing just you know it, it doesn't turn out the way you would hope it to be or want it to be. Um, right. But there's a lot of freedom. And letting go in those situations and going well, America's really good at saying this to say it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it is what it is. But it, it, don't be good. And don't become discouraged. No. Yeah. Don't become discouraged when it doesn't go as fast as you want, or yeah. it's harder than you thought it would be, yeah. or you have a great day followed by the worst day followed by a, Are you kidding me? Yeah. No. And even you those know? that are in the front, I prayed for a thousand people in wheelchairs to stand before I ever saw one do it, and I've probably prayed for hundreds since, and they haven't done it. Right. But if you're a believer and you believe people can be made well, right? You know that. Don't be discouraged because you don't see it with your eyes. You're not guaranteed that. You're mm -hmm. asked to do everything that Jesus did and more. And so, pray, believe, walk with people, sit with them in their hurt, sit with them in their heartache. And just because you don't see the results, doesn't mean that the Lord's not doing something even more beautiful. Like yeah. maybe there was more to be done in those thousand people that didn't stand. Maybe it was something yeah. else. Right. But I'm saying this. Right. I have seen them stand. And if an Irish man who met Christ at 28 can pray and someone can walk out of a wheelchair, even if it is only one in a thousand or one in two thousand, maybe more. Dude, I'll keep praying until I've got nothing left, you know. Absolutely. So. There is hope. And to have that same passion praying for our wives and for oh. our families yeah, yeah. in the midst of the struggle. More. Yeah. In, even more. Yeah. yeah. It's good. This is good stuff. Darren, thank you so much for your time today, man. So, hey, uh, if you have never heard of stuff, you need to go check it out. It's uh, wearemessengers.com, correct? Yeah, wearemessengersmusic.com. We wearemessengersmusic. Uh, okay. Yeah, thanks, man. You can check them out on iTunes, Google Play, all the all the places. Yeah. Go and, go and look them up. Follow them on, Insta on all the Instagrams and the Twitter machine, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, thanks yeah. so, so much for your time. Thanks for your input and your wisdom. Really appreciated your time and uh, your honesty, too. I know we kind of shoehorned this in and, and just really do appreciate it, man. So thank you very much. And, no, Bill and I will be praying for you guys. I know how hard it is to be on the road, and we'll be praying for you and for your wife and for your family. Thanks, fellas. Thankful for, for sure. you today. Have a great day. Cheers. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to By Dads, For Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.